Welcome back to Ella's Umbrella and happy Pride Month, guys. Blue really wanted me to shout out Lopez Valentin. He does lots of rolls and stuff in his patterns and combines it with some amazing te technical skill. The stuff he does never fails to amaze me. You should totally check him out on Instagram. You can give him a follow at menor underscore malabares. So many crazy things have happened since last episode. First off, you might have seen a video of Delaney Bales doing a 5-up 360 with a face balance. Absolutely insane trick, but of course she pulls it off effortlessly. If you haven't, go look it up. It's incredible. If you're planning on going to IGA this summer, I hope you've gotten your festival package because registration has now closed. I know IGA has been posting some cool stuff on Instagram, promoting some cool people that are going to be there this summer. I know I'm really excited. I'm going to be there this summer. First time ever. Super excited. Anyways, probably going to have some morning rog swag on, depending if Sylvan ever makes me a shirt. We'll see. Also, for all those people who have issue one of the magazine Yana, get excited. It looks like there's going to be a second issue soon. I recently got the first issue and I absolutely love it. Everything about it is gorgeous and I'm literally so excited that there's another one in the works. Also, speaking of Yana, Ani Cooper posted saying she is planning on releasing a video in collaboration with Yana on June 15th. So by the time you hear this, it will probably be out. I'm super excited to watch it. I hope you guys check it out. I love Ani. I love Yana. So I'm excited what they're doing together. Anyways, that's it for this section. Time to go back to the rest of the morning rog. I hope you enjoyed. Stay cool, and as usual, rog on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the morning rog. On this episode, we're discussing creativity and originality with some of the most innovative jugglers in the game. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your juggling careers thus far? I guess, Kellen, if you want to start. Hi, I'm Kellen. I am a juggler that has been juggling mostly my whole life and grew up in the circus. So heavy, traditional circus background. Started getting into the contemporary Montreal circus scene when I went to school, college, circus college. And yeah, now I am a professional performer full-time professional juggler and i do like all sorts of different types of gigs so uh, my my genre ranges quite a lot hello uh i'm onni i'm a finnish juggler i have a background in youth circus uh i started when i was around five then i went into the uh stockholm school uh dance circus school in uh, Stockholm University of the Arts to study juggling and after that I've uh, been juggling professionally since 2016 but I guess lately I've been kind of focusing more on like contemporary contemporary circus. Awesome so glad to have you guys uh, on the podcast. I think it'd be good if we could just start off with some brief definitions of originality or creativity just like like what you what you think of when you think of people talking about like quote unquote original juggling. When I think of original juggling, I just think about 
something that I've never seen before. It seems kind of like vague to say this big thing, like, oh, I've never seen it before. But a lot of, like, we'll probably talk about it later, where like a lot of the elements have been seen before. But it's just like, there's just something about it, something fresh to it. There's like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to know what's original if you haven't seen it all, but like, you kind of know it when you feel it. Creativity in itself is like um, creativity in, in, in art and in juggling is maybe a little different to uh, when we say creativity in just general life. I feel like when somebody says that someone is creative, maybe it's like they make kind of wild connections in their brain and like wild associations and their, uh, their brain doesn't kind of connect things in a normal way. So they might like naturally think out of the box. I feel like the creative process when it comes to juggling is very sort of logical or <laughs> it's just kind of hard work with your brain. It doesn't really require you to do like huge leaps of association or like like the everyday creativity of creating original juggling. Originality, I, I guess it's like just like adding on to what other people have, have already built, building something on top of that so that it's new in some way do you feel more original and more creative when you've come up with something you've never seen before or when you've like taken a trick that you have seen and you're turning it into something else where do you feel more creative when you juggle it takes a very different skill set as like a combination of elements versus like i mean all juggling is essentially a combination of elements there's no there's probably no throws that have ever that have like never been done before right like creativity based on building something out of a pre-existing thing is more, there's like bigger chunks to combine. So it's often for me more difficult, like to figure out how to combine these elements in like a cohesive way. For me, it takes more, takes more like thought than like combining individual throws. I like what, I like what you were saying about the making the connections. Cause like when I think about any sort of original juggling, it's all about making connections from things I've seen before. Like, I, I, I don't know if anything's existed where it's like, oh, I've never seen any element of that before. Maybe there is something and I just, I don't know, make a connection already with something that I've seen, even if it's not a connection that that person's seen. But like all sorts of creativity and creating juggling is all about making the connections and like what is the logical things or what are the things that are not logical but would be cool to see anyway. I think that's really interesting, especially with like, as the more you see, the more you can do almost. Cause like, I know you're talking about in one of your rock vlog episodes, like someone who, like you, who'd never seen flats before when you were a lot younger, like thinking that you had invented that, like as the more you spend time in the juggling community and like watch a bunch of different things, the more you can be creative. I don't know. Like I didn't know five clubs could be done until I saw someone do it. I was like, oh, I guess why, why wouldn't it be possible? That's like a pretty basic example of a thing that I never saw before. And then as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, there's a million possibilities just from seeing someone do a five club cascade. I always think it's interesting like when I watch beginners mess around with stuff, uh, not just in juggling, but like I used to do a lot of board game design and one of the things you find is that the people who haven't done it for very long are much more creative because they're not 
held down by these larger ideas that this is the way it's done and this is how you create an effective board game. But I don't, I don't see that as much in juggling. Like there's a certain skill barrier that people have to overcome before they can really truly start creating things that are new and interesting. Something that comes to mind there, and I know I've talked about this in a previous episode, in the Yana Juggling Magazine, there is a concept of an upward, an upward facing triangle, like a pyramid tipped on its head, where like the base is like the three ball cascade. And as this triangle grows, the possibilities just keep multiplying. Yeah, for sure. You have to like build a solid base of technique. Um, and then you can kind of start being creative or the more, the more free you are to, to be creative and the more options you have, uh, the more of a base of, of technique that you have. So I feel like it's, it's this kind of almost a weird opposition somehow uh, in the discussion that people are kind of thinking, oh, I'm a creative juggler, I'm a technical juggler. But I feel, feel like in order to be as creative as you can be, you really have to have like a lot of technique to do that or, or at least then you're like way more free to be creative and uh i don't know i made a connection to an earlier thing that was said but it's it's really hard to be creative when you're like trying to make a new three uh, three ball trick that is like a good juggling trick because i feel like there's a million variations already done with three balls uh, it's it's very hard to like come up with a whole new technique for three balls but then I don't really feel super creative either when I come up with like a new three ball trick. But then when I, when I like take a new object, so if I'm like playing around with a stick and a peacock feather or something, um, I'm not like particularly creative because every trick that I do is already new. And it's like, but I feel super creative. I, I can just come up with like 10 new tricks in a day or 10 new tricks in an hour almost. I just feel very creative doing that. I feel like they're like two kinds of creative almost that you're like doing a very slight variation versus like changing the whole starting point. You have to like have the technique and you have to have a lot of knowledge of different things that are possible. And then you're kind of more able to be creative, but it's just being able to see kind of parallel tricks to the tricks that already people have done. And you can really develop that by having a conscious process of creating or discovering new tricks. If you've come up with a new three ball trick and you, you're kind of aware of the path that took you to the new three ball trick, then you can like apply that pathway into like any trick or like a three club trick or yeah, you just build this like kind of toolbox of rules of thumb that really aren't like wild associations in your brain, but are more like if I do a trick, and it's cool, I wonder what it looks backwards. So you just try doing every trick that you do backwards. And then then every time you come up with a trick, you're kind of possibly even come up with two tricks because you have this tool in your toolbox. It's not so much about knowledge of tricks, but like knowledge of process. Like the, you just have experience creating tricks. So you like know what steps you need to take to find more stuff. I totally get that. I like what you were saying about using unique props and like coming up with things faster because I totally did not even realize why I'm so excited like all the I'm doing a bunch of recycling bin and like traffic cone stuff and like it feels so new to me and I'm coming up with things so fast and I'm like wait a minute oh it, it's almost like cheating because it's so easy it's like I have I have no 
basis of years of trying to find new tricks with three balls or three clubs. And it's, it's really, there's so much low hanging fruits in juggling, I feel like. Uh, but then so many jugglers really focus on like squeezing out three new variations out of like rolls into a trap uh, with clubs. And it, it just feels a little counterintuitive sometimes, even though I, I do do it myself uh, as well. I love doing just variations of things. But yeah, definitely like it's so easy to be creative if you kind of just tr don't try to do like tiny variations of already established things, but kind of change the starting points a little bit or the, or the objects, I guess. But you can just feel so creative, like almost for free. Like I, I, I feel like a genius every time I, I approach a new prop that kind of works. I'm curious, like, like obviously there is a, I think there is a finite amount of tricks with balls or clubs or rings. I'm wondering what you guys think that's going to look like in the next 10 years, but the next like 50 or 100 years as they start to get whittled down a little more. Like if you look at where we are now versus five years, 10 years, 20 years ago, there's a, I would say a huge jump in what we're doing in juggling versus then mostly because of YouTube and, but I'm curious what you guys think it's going to look like as things go on. And maybe those, those pathways have already, you've already found those extra three, you know, trap body rules. Where are people going to push? Where would you like to see it pushed? I think it's important to kind of distinguish between juggling as an activity and, and juggling as a, what do you call it? Like a performative art form or a, an art form or something that is performed like a form of artistic expression because juggling as an activity, like jugglers have like a shared intuitive understanding of what constitutes a good trick. So maybe when the kind of amount of variation or like we, we kind of exhaust the amount of variations that you can do, but which I don't think is like, it's going to happen anytime soon, but the variations are going to get like smaller and smaller and like even more niche that maybe the kind of idea of what, what is a good juggling trick or what, what, constitutes a good juggling trick might change in the future like when we're thinking long term uh both in like the artistic expression of juggling and then also in like just the activity of juggling and i feel like there's certainly like in both kind of a lot of historical continuum or baggage uh from like what juggling was in the past or like what what makes a good trick for stage but I, I, that's kind of, I, I, that's kind of funny. I feel like it's, it's changing a little bit. Certainly, um, a lot of jugglers are just doing juggling tricks because they're like interesting to a juggler, but like wouldn't make sense to put on stage. So maybe that's gonna like keep happening, and people are gonna do like even more juggling just for juggling's sake. That it's, it's like, like it doesn't need to be beautiful, or it doesn't need to be something that would make sense to have on stage, or. It's just like, oh, look, um, I made a new variation. And that in itself is like the cool thing about it. And then maybe in, in like the performative side of things or like performance art side, side of things, I feel like maybe there's going to be a different understanding of virtuosity that I think skill is like an important aspect of juggling no matter what. Like even if you do it in the most contemporary, like, deconstructed way or whatever the virtuosity is just going to look different 
maybe someone's just going to be really good at like sliding the club around their body and it's going to look amazing. And it's not about like how many clubs and how many spins can you do. And I feel like for sure that's like a, uh, development that is already going on, but I think that's going to keep continuing and it's going to be quite interesting to see what that looks like in like 50 years, a juggler who has a completely different idea of what's like a good trick. Yeah. I don't see juggling running out of tricks anytime soon at all. Like I, I'm seeing something new every day, whether it be in like a random three ball improv that somebody's just moving really nicely with some three balls and they do something that I've never seen just, just by the way they move their body. Like they're still just doing a cascade, but I'm like, Oh, that's fresh and innovative or somebody doing site swaps that I've never seen before. I mean, I, most of the, I think I've never seen them before, but like sometimes it's like, there's all sorts of different things you can do. And there's so many different processes of finding new tricks that I'm like, I, I don't think that we're ever going to run out. And it's like, and also then you can add more props, more random props. There's an endless amount of objects never been juggled. I think the documentation part is very interesting. Like how we have a history of what we're doing and like how, I mean, I don't know, Kellen, there's so many amazing things you've done on Instagram that if Instagram goes away, I, I kind of assume they're gone, if not like on your phone. They're on my they're on my phone and my hard drives. I I saved some of them. There's too many jugglers that I've seen delete all their stuff and I'm like, oh I should have saved it when I had the chance. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like unlisted YouTube videos that just disappear one day and I think it's kinda of sad. Cause like I don't know, I appreciate when people leave their stuff up even after they're they're gone. Like I don't know. I think it's I think it's a sad thing when those tricks disappear. It takes away. Yeah. I think about that a lot, like how to keep it around. Cause we, you know, we have the internet for now and we have, we don't, but I don't think there's like a specific place that I think of when I'm like, oh, I want to find a specific trick that I had thought, like there's no cohesive place to keep it. Like a library is what I thought of when I thought of that. Like we don't have a, an online library of juggling that's in like one place. That would be so cool to just be able to, um, browsed through tricks you just like write some techniques that um that you want to search on like oh i want to i want to find out all the trap tricks in the world or like trap cascades and then it would just show you like a whole database of everybody doing or videos that have those tricks that would be that would Please, be so cool. somebody make that happen honestly like it probably wouldn't be that hard i'd imagine in the next 10 years we'd have good enough like AI motion tracking that you could just put in and be like, this is what a trap catch looks like. And then it could like troll or trawl like the internet and find all of those videos. I don't know. I feel like that could be happening out there somewhere. Yeah, that would be dope. Especially if you could be like, oh, I want to see anything that has an under the leg and a balance involved. And that could be, that could be our, like, that could be like our fact checking for originality too. Like, like I came up with this trick that combines a a balance with like a double hit and like a 1080, like, like type that in and see if anything comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're, if, you know, it happens quite often that you're like kind of playing around with an idea, but you're not quite sure if this is something that's already been done before mm -hmm. would be so cool to just like re reference the database and see for yourself. Like, damn, uh, I'm actually doing something 
something original or at least according to the database you might be more encouraged to like keep working on it or you could like figure out what everybody else has done with the idea and then instantly just like start building on it instead of and doing new things instead of like repeating the steps of someone who already mm -hmm. worked on it I was thinking about this a lot recently. I've felt a lot of like struggle in my own juggling and like pressure to come up with original things all the time. Like, what, what would you say to that? Like, how do you deal with that in your own juggling? Because you come up with a lot of very creative things in, in my things that I've never seen before. But do you feel that pressure to always continue creating? And do you think like we should push to create more? For me, like what I love is doing a new thing and then never doing it again like that's super exciting to me like finding a new i don't know trick and going okay great film that let's move on it's not worth me putting the time in to actually learn it so it's like really fun for me it just you can get so caught up in the idea of not doing other people's tricks that it prevents you from like learning valuable technique and like things that you actually really do need these baselines to work on like if you're like, oh, everyone's done every single trap variation, that's trapping is like trap traps with the clubs. It's important. You like it. There are things that you learn about clubs that you can apply to other techniques of juggling, like not just like, oh, I can find new variations, but like you get a better understanding of the prop. And that's like super important to me going through and learning more about your prop and like knowing what can happen, what can't happen. Like, especially with um, hitting clubs, like all the collisions stuff I've been doing, there's so much in there that has, that I've like learned, I've learned so much about how a club reacts to certain things that it's really helpful for me to like apply that to body rolls or apply it to traps or apply it to different sort of techniques that don't seem similar, but it like, there's stuff there, whether or not I know it in the, while I'm working on it. But also things are like not good just because they're original. I think I'll go into this if I explain the metaphor of the, of the forest later in the podcast. Let's go. Now's the time. I want to hear it. I love this metaphor. It's my favorite. Uh, the thing is, I don't remember um, coming up with the forest metaphor. So I'm pretty sure that I, I kind of, but I'm not, I'm like 95% sure. So if, if somebody, if it turns out that like some other uh, juggler has actually like said something similar uh, before me or has like a similar metaphor, then, you know, be, feel free to call me out on being unoriginal. How I like to think about about juggling uh, and how we should like kind of approach doing other people's tricks or like trick stealing or originality and and giving respect to those who like come up with new things is that I like to think of juggling as like a, a big forest and in this forest is like all possible juggling and we collectively as jugglers have kind of discovered certain parts of the forest like a very very like limited 
area in the forest. And we discover new areas in the forest by like uh, building paths through the forest or like clearing paths uh, through the forest and find new places and, and new tricks in the forest or, or new concepts, new ideas, new props and things like this. And um, so we're all like kind of in this forest and uh, in order to find new tricks, you have to go into the bushes and you have to like clear the forest and create a path and it's hard work and it sometimes sucks. But there, in the best case scenario for me, like a collective understanding with all these jugglers in the forest that like our common goal is to discover as much of the forest as possible to discover as much juggling as possible so that we can make uh, juggling as as much as it can be or like we can really deepen our knowledge uh, about juggling, about the forest. So if somebody like puts in a lot of effort and clears a path through the forest into a new really cool place, like, oh, look look at this cool stream that I found or here, here's a very beautiful tree that you couldn't see from behind all these bushes, then I feel like that person should get some credit for their hard work. Like that process of discovery should be respected. I like the metaphor because then inventing tricks or like coming up with new tricks is more like discovering new tricks. You'd use a different word and I feel like it's a, a better description of, of the process often. You're not like that you just think really hard and that's why you come up with a trick because you can accidentally come upon a new trick as well as Kellen did with the, with his, or was that a, no, Howard did it with like, it was uh, his a ball on top of the club, which started this whole like J rock blog thing with your, your ball to that on top of the club balance. And I feel, yeah, like that's an accurate description of what it is like. So you can like very consciously clear a path through the forest and find new tricks and you can be really good at it and you can be really efficient and get really deep into the forest but then you can also just like fall into a bush and find a really cool thing then other people have an easier time walking through that forest because you cleared a path so they can go through the path that you cleared and start their own process hopefully uh, of of discovery and like going into the unknown parts of the forest but they can use your path to like kind of get deeper and that's how we like collectively expand the area that is discovered and and then also then it's like trick stealing it's not cool if somebody like walks behind you in the forest and looks you looks at you working hard walks right behind you and then is like oh actually i found this place that is really yeah. cool or i found this thing that is really cool because you know they i guess they walked the path and, and they like learned the tricks uh but they didn't like put in the work of discovery and then I feel like, I guess is already kind of is the case often that like other jugglers don't really respect that. And uh, it's important to know like who did the work and where. So we can give kind of the due respect to those who did it. And uh, yeah, like your contribution doesn't have to be like massive or you don't have to be like a, a, a genius who went really deep in the forest to contribute. It's like a collective effort. And then you can't really tell no one, anyone. Like you can't, you can't own a trick, I feel like. You can't like say that a trick is yours. I think you can just say that like you put in the work to find that trick. Mm. Uh, there's a, a bit of a difference, I think. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me know if I'm missing something. I'll really explain no, you, this to you. I mean, Kelly. that's like 
everything that I heard you say that I love. And it, it, there's so many places you can go with that analogy. It's like, I don't know, there's, there's so much to it because the thing about like trick stealing, I feel like it's so focused on big apparatuses and like things like the tri like Michael Motion's triangle or like the cone where it's like, that's an iconic apparatus. But there's so many other little tiny trick details that are done with the traditional balls, rings, clubs that like are easier to be stolen per se, because it's like, it's not as iconic, but it still is valuable work and it still took a lot of time to get there. And there's a big thing about like, it still takes effort to learn a trick, even if you didn't invent it. And that's, I think where a lot of jugglers get in into trouble with themselves where they're like, oh, I put so much effort into this trick. I should get some credit, right? And it's like, yes, you should. It's very impressive that you did it, but like you should also give that credit. And, and inevitably we all start at the same point as jugglers. Like we kind of, we learn like a very beginner trick, like three ball cascade or, or like we, we learn to spin the Diablo in a very basic way. And we, we all start in like very kind of, already discovered very established parts of the forest and like um and we all have to have to take the paths of other people to get deeper in there so yeah it's like you shouldn't you shouldn't be scared of like doing things that other people have already done before but you just be careful of like walking right behind someone and taking credit <laughs> uh, on like a very small path deep in in the forest like that that's not cool to do and I guess I really like the metaphor and I feel like it would be really cool if jugglers collectively had like a, like a shared understanding of like giving credit and giving, uh, giving respect to the jugglers and, and knowledge of who the jugglers are, who have gone and, mm -hmm. and done like discovery. And I feel like that's not always the case. Maybe it's like lack of knowledge or, or not just not sharing this, idea uh that we were trying to expand the the knowledge of the forest that some people are very happy just like doing three ball cascade and like i don't know running up and down paths that are well established and like, that's okay and they're having fun but yeah i i guess i guess i'm just calling for like a bit bit more like a shared cultural understanding uh in in juggling i feel like now's like like now's the easiest time to do that like we can tag however many jugglers in any post like if you find a trick that's inspiration from 10 different jugglers you can tag them all and say look these are the people that i saw do something similar and then from doing that other jugglers who want to like go down the path that you're showing them will have a way to like trace it back it's like we can do that we totally have the technology to be tagging these people into different things so it's it's absolutely possible we should totally start just tagging a bunch of jugglers that inspired tricks in our instagram videos just like a long list or or a short list of jugglers who are like who you know are influences even if the variation that you found is like maybe you you're the only one who did that specific variation of of a trap cascade or whatever I love that analogy of the forest a lot and also with the like the tagging part because it's like um, like some of those trees, they grow back, you know, like if I 
if you don't document your trick and it gets lost to the wind, as to say, that that kind of area of the forest grows back up and it's up to someone else to go back and rediscover it. But if we have like a better way of documenting stuff on a longer term, it's like you have road signs kind of. You're like, this is, this is Kellen's path. I can kind of see that that's what you've done with your juggling life is expand that area. And, and, and one more thing that I like about the forest metaphor is that you can have two people who are like actually doing the work of, uh, of discovering things through the forest and like making their own paths. And sometimes they can just like accidentally cross or they maybe they can kind of kind of hear each other in the forest and they're like, oh, someone is doing something over there. And then they can both have like a super valid, respectable process of like discovering new tricks. Um, and putting in a lot of effort into that, not stealing or anything, uh, not copying, but then they just end up in the same place in the forest. They can cross paths, so they can come up with the same trick, uh, and no one's stealing anything from anyone. They, yeah, they, they they took a different path to get to the same trick. Yeah. Well, you, you also said a thing about, like, like, as opposed to just doing the traditional props, like with balls, rings, and clubs, and you were saying, like, you were doing other props more common everyday objects and it's like oh now i feel like i'm like in a whole different uh i don't know what's what's the word plane whole different type of ecosystem like oh now i'm in a desert this is like a whole different world they're like oh you can i don't know climb a tree and and look above the forest and there's like a whole area up there yeah i don't know now this is just getting more metaphorical, but like it's it's all it's all related. It's only a matter of time until the metaphor breaks down in some way. Oh man, I love that. I I love this metaphor. I'm gonna start I'm gonna start using it to describe things. Because like often when I'm often when I'm like juggling with like new jugglers or like people who don't really like like I have a friend who can do like who can like almost do five club back crosses and he like doesn't know who Delaney Bayless is. Like talking with people who like maybe don't have the like the knowledge of like the cultural artistic significance of juggling i feel like this is a useful a useful tool a useful like a concept to like really talk talk about what's possible i think it's more helpful than anything else like it's for me it's less even about the credit or the the like recognition it's more like oh it is actually beneficial for new jugglers to know that there are jugglers who have done these things in the past. Cause then like you search juggling on YouTube, there's like not that much. If you just search juggling, like there is a lot, but like nobody's going to find, I think all you scientists are crackpots just by searching juggling. And that's like such an influential video for me and my juggling. Like, and I don't even know how I found that. So it's like, you, and only jugglers know these jugglers. And it's like the, especially looking at like what David Kane's doing, like who knows half these things that he's finding. It's very important to, to know your history to a certain extent and share it. The good part is like jugglers are pretty open about it. Like we're like, if I ask you, you know, Hey, like you've seen any juggling videos like this one? I really liked it. Like I, I could message almost any juggler and they would probably respond like, it is an open community in that, whereas, like, I, I, I used to do a lot of magic. I, don't, I can't remember, Kellen, if you talked about this on one of your rog vlogs or not, but, like, 
uh, my dad is just starting to get into magic. And that's a much bigger thing of like, this is my trick. You don't do that trick. This is mine. You know, like I've done it in my shows for years and like, this is the prop that I've made. And like, you don't, you don't copy that. Like it's a, it's a different culture. And I really appreciate how juggling is, is not that. I think there's enough jugglers out there that aren't necessarily interested in finding the most innovative tricks all the time. And they get a lot out of just the activity of juggling. And I don't know, and as a, as a creative juggler, as a circus juggler, that's like here to, I feel like I'm here to innovate and create new things. That's like what I feel like my purpose in the juggling world is. Um, it's, it's, can be easy to like forget the perspective of like juggling for the sake of juggling and learning tricks because you think it's the coolest trick you've ever seen. And that's super valuable and adds so much to the cultural juggling experience. It's, it's easy to forget as, as, uh, as someone in my, I don't know, position. Something that I wanted to ask you guys about that I've been thinking a lot about um, is like, as a juggler in a very like in like a cow town in like Wisconsin, like like as far as like plagiarism and like trick theft, like if I'm performing for a bunch of middle schoolers who've never seen anyone juggle before live, like can I do the trick that I saw Casey would do where it's like a foot catch and like goes through your arm and you catch it back in on your foot, like can I perform that? Like, where's the line between performing for people who that might not have any significance for? If I'm like, if I'm just like showing people stuff. I mean, I guess you could always ask them, (laughs) but like, I don't know. I've definitely thrown some tricks in that. Like I for sure know where somebody else is in just a random show. Cause I was like, why not? Let's try it. Let's see what happens. And no one in that audience remembers anything that I did, especially for so many uh, non-juggling audiences, not understanding anything that happens in the act. They just are going, oh, look at the things getting juggled. So I don't know. I don't know. That's it's a, not like, it's not like, oh, I bet he didn't make that up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a different, like different audiences will give different, different like relevance to what you're doing. But I, I do feel like, I don't know, there is a greater cultural understanding of the circus and non, non-circus people kind of do know when they've seen something that they've never seen before, like whether or not they can like say who, who came up with that trick. But like if they see a new trick with a new prop, they'll be like, oh, that's brand new. I've never seen anyone do that. I don't know if there's a good example of that, but. I saw a um, Circus Soleil show a long time ago with like the bone stacking. Oh yeah, whichever. that was one of those moments. I was like, "Wow, I've that is yeah. amazing," and I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah, uh, there's there's people who do that with all sorts of different things. Right. I love that that whole thing. It was a lack of knowledge for me, and that's mm-hmm. why I think it's important to like have more resources. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, have more resources for more jugglers to expand out their knowledge quicker because mm. I, I recently started compiling a list of like all the essential juggling videos like all those videos that you're a beginning juggler and I'm like hey there's so much out there like 
here's this list of 20 videos that you should see so you can, you know, go off into the forest. Like, I, I want to see more stuff like that where we can have a better breadth of knowledge so someone doesn't run down a path and think it's their own and then get frustrated when it's not. Because we, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah. Because I sent you, I forget what it was, sent you something and you were like, oh, here's like a bunch of other things that are really similar. And oh, you're yeah. like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Like, but like, it's, it's good. That's, that's good mm-hmm. to know what's out there because then you can bounce off of it. It's just not being too attached to your little baby. Yeah. I've been humbled a lot where I really think I came up with the best new idea. And someone says, oh, here's 20 different examples of that same idea. And it's like, just got to remember, even if it's, even if you've never seen it before, there is a possibility it's been done before. And that's okay. It's really okay. No harm in that. But I don't know. I, it can also be annoying if just one person messages you and goes, your ideas are nothing. You didn't come up with this. And it's like, can you just give me like a minute to sit with this idea and feel like I did something. But yeah, I don't know. It's if we had a database, you could figure that out yourself. I, I definitely have watched a video, like an old video f- from like 2009. I'm like, Oh, that's where that was from. I did see that before a long time ago and just forgot. That's where it was in my brain. I'm, I'm still thinking about that doing somebody else's trick in, in your acting. What about like a sequence, like two or like a lot, like maybe like a 10 second sequence and then taking that and putting it into your act? I think uh, like, why would you? Um, I feel like because no, but like, I think the most fun part of putting an act together is thinking about or like, yeah, when you're practicing and you're coming up with material, you're just you just have like a a bunch of tricks uh, and then like putting them in order is like the artistic choice making process and that's why that's how you're like making you're like making artistic choices and and it kind of becomes like expressive art uh, through sequence building I, I that's at least like an interesting uh, or like a very important element of it and i would say like what what kind of artistic intention do you have when you like just copy a sequence from someone else like maybe in music, if you steal a piece of melody, from, like you sample a, a melody or something, a lot of musicians do that all the time. And But then it's like a very conscious process. Uh, I mean, it's like I wouldn't tell anyone to like, oh, don't do it. But then it's just a, a question of like, what what purpose does it serve in the act? What's your intention with the sequence? And then maybe is that the best way to achieve uh, that purpose or maybe should you do something else instead especially considering that in juggling there's like you can't really like juggle reference and other jugglers see uh acts or something like there is not enough like common under like in music you can just play someone else a piece of someone else's melody and like people can kind of get the reference but in juggling it's like not a thing so uh, or like no one in the audience would understand i i think if you are are a juggler and your process for putting together acts is just like repeating things that you've seen, give yourself a chance to like come up with something new. You have it in you. If you like have enough knowledge to copy other people's tricks, then you definitely have the ability to come up with something new. Like if you can juggle, you can come up with something new. 
I really like the music piece of it because I listen to a lot of music and I've thought a lot about like sampling and, and different people who take different melodies. And there's always stuff coming up about it. I mean, like Dua Lipa has the whole lawsuit on her right now about taking this like 1970 piece of music's melody without credit. I don't know. You said there's not a parallel to juggling. And I think there kind of is because like I've definitely tried to emulate different jugglers styles yours at one point actually like like attempting to look at like the body movement and like can I do that like how do I take the style of those different movements myself oh sure but I, I guess more like in a in the um context of an act like if you're performing a juggling act uh, to an audience like there's kind of a slim chance that an audience member would like understand the reference when they're watching you do it of course like that it, it I think it's like I've emulated other juggler styles um, a lot in my, you know, ju- uh, years of juggling. And I've done a lot of copying as well, but I've tried to not do that publicly, I guess. <laughs> like, I, I, I love playing with other people's ideas. Uh, you know, I, I, I take the patterns that look the most fun to do in like Wes's new video. And I, I just learn them for myself because it's fun, but I don't like post them anywhere. <laughs> Yeah, like after I watched Lemons, Wes's video, and like I went outside and put on his playlist he released and just like juggled like Wes for like an hour and a half. I like tried to like do all the patterns. I couldn't, but like I would never like try to put that in an act, you know? It's 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 like two separate, two sep- separate but parallel worlds. And it's, it's so fun when I find like someone who's done something like someone else and I recognize it. I feel so accomplished. I'm like, oh, you stole that or you were inspired by so-and-so I, I saw a long time ago. Even if it's not like one-to-one copying, like inspiration is like, and, and then that juggler who gets a credit is like, oh, you thought of me. You like my stuff. Like it's a compliment too. I, I think that's very valuable. So to kind of close out this conversation, I, it's kind of been like leading up to this this whole time, but like what can we as jugglers do to further a culture of crediting and citation and like, thoughtful thoughtful inspiration as we wander as we wander the juggling forest uh i think we could put more emphasis uh to learning history and knowing where things come from and just uh, have that be a part the part of learning juggling is to also learn the history and and to learn who does what uh just to have a deeper understanding of juggling and that's definitely something that I even as a professional juggler for many years um, keep keep doing and and I feel like I still uh, I'm lacking in Uh, I feel like I should know more about history and then another thing is I feel like we shouldn't be afraid to ask other jugglers if something is cool uh, to do or not I feel like we should spread this idea uh, common understanding that like we're all here to like make juggling as as uh, much as it can be like make make uh, all discover as much juggling as we can collectively uh, and so you shouldn't be afraid to like uh, ask someone who does something similar to what you're doing oh is um, is it cool if I work on this thing is it like kind of getting too close to your process is it cool if I use this trick in my act is it is it okay if I build my own version of this apparatus that you built? Because I feel like if you if you ask, a lot of the time people are going to be very open to it, and they can also like voice their concerns uh, regarding 
like how you how you should do it uh, in a respectful way. I feel like that's definitely something that we should we should encourage. I definitely like try to always reach out to jugglers that I feel like are, are working on something similar or uh, or if I'm aware that I'm working on something similar that I, I, I DM them on Instagram and ask like, hey man, hey, is it cool if I try this thing out or not? Yeah, it's a, usually an interesting discussion and most of the time people are okay with it. I've been kind of good at like, um, if, if something feels too close, then I don't even try. Um, <laughs> mm. Yeah. But I feel like 100% of the time people are like, yeah, sure, uh, do it. But also keep in mind that I'm working on a sequence of this technique for my new solo show. So maybe don't, mm-hmm. maybe don't post it on Instagram. I have a whole thing coming out. And then when I hear that, like, oh, they're making like a, like a whole thing for their solo show with that technique. I kind of get the idea that, oh, they're quite deep in it as well. Maybe I should like leave that thing alone for now and then come back to it once they're done with their artistic process. Yeah, hard agree. I don't know. I've, I've had people, uh, plenty of people ask me to do all sorts of tricks that I post. And luckily, most of the time, they're tricks that I don't care about. So it's, it's like, okay, for me, I go, oh, yeah, whatever, you can do them. But like, I don't know, there are definitely tricks that I don't want people to do that I've found. So I don't know, I, I, I haven't had to tell someone no yet. But I think it's important to be able to do that if you really do feel that strongly about a trick. What would you do if you saw it? Like, what if I did that trick and I didn't ask you and I was just like, oh, there it is. This is a trick. And I didn't like say that I invented it. Yeah. I just kind of posted it. Like, would you be like, hey, that's you put that back? Honestly, I'm, I'm not that um, confrontational. So I, I don't know if I could bring myself to comment on someone's post saying, hey, that's my trick. Sometimes... Sometimes if I like see people do something that's like similar to what I've been doing, I like post uh, just like a fire, like a yeah. Cause like a lot of times I am excited to see people do similar stuff, but I've yet to see someone go like straight up, take a trick and not ask at all. But that, that I like really care about that hasn't happened yet, but we'll see. Now, now that I've been talking about trick stealing, everybody's commenting on every, my, all my tricks going, Oh, I'm going to steal this trick. I'm going to steal that one. I'm like, we could have a conversation if you want to do that trick. But is this a joke or not? I don't know. But yeah, do your research. Love that. Do your research and check your ego. I think that's a super important one. Like for both sides. If you invented a trick, it's nice, but you know, juggling's bigger than you. And if you want to do someone else's trick, or if you like found a trick that somebody else did before, it's okay. You are still a valuable juggler. And also it's, I think it's a great way to keep motivated as well, that you really don't do it for your ego. You kind of do it for, for juggling as an activity and as an art form. Um, and it, so even when you're not feeling like your juggling is feeding your ego at that moment or, um, you don't feel particularly motivated uh, on on a given day to juggle and work on something, then it's like, I, at least for me, it's very 
good to think that I'm not only doing it because it's like it makes me feel good um, or because of the things that I get, but I also kind of have a responsibility uh, to to juggle it. Um, and I've I've gotten so much from juggling. I should and I have I know that I have the ability to contribute. Then I should I should try at least to give back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if I like really think about it, like I'm fully making all my living from juggling and I got here because of all the juggling that I saw and learned from. So like I'm eating every day because of juggling and because of other jugglers that helped me get to where I am. So it's like, it's super valuable for me. Juggling as a, as an entity is very valuable. And I, I don't want to like feel like I'm bigger than that or stop another juggler from getting to a comfortable place in their life also great for uh if you're not inspired uh you don't know what what kind of juggling you should do um it's kind of for me it's very inspiring to think about what does juggling need is there a lack of some juggling that should be done is there a gap in our knowledge in the forest you know a different approach to uh, creating new material. You know, you're not just doing it because you want like likes on Instagram. Yeah, don't, don't chase likes. <laughs> You'll get disappointed. <laughs> on that note, I think, I think we should wrap it up. If there's anything you guys want to shout out that you're working on right now that you want people to see, do a little self-promo. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing the ROG vlog every week, posted them on Thursdays, and it's been a lot of fun. And everyone who's been involved in the conversation has been bringing something new that I like. It's just so much fun for me because I love talking about juggling. We really, uh, we really appreciate you guys coming on today, though. It's an it's an honor. It's an honor to talk to y'all. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for thanks for having us. And I I, I really like the I really like listening to your guys' podcast. Thank you to all of you for listening, and thanks again to Kellen and Ani for joining us on this episode. You can stream The Morning Rog on Spotify or follow at The Morning Rog on Instagram to stay updated on our new episodes. Please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Music. It really helps. Rog on.